911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out our last episode where we brought in our friend, Ria Yoshida, and she shared some really great tips on sex, love, and relationships. And for today's episode, I thought we would talk about the hysteria that we're experiencing worldwide with the coronavirus. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. This episode came up for me because this morning I was talking to my dad and he's always in a really good mood when he's out to breakfast because he sits around the same table at the same restaurant with the same group of old men just shooting the shit. And I could tell that they were just talking about not being able to buy simple supplies like toilet paper. And so he joked with me that he was going to the local grocery store so that he can pick up some for himself. And he also shared with me that for the last two weeks, he's been stockpiling on all the things that he thinks that he'll need. And mind you, it's my interpretation that the media is is genuinely blowing this out of proportion. And I say that because if the media were to portray the stats on just the regular flu in the same limelight that they are with the coronavirus, we would have this same hysteria year after year. And... My dad called me a little while ago, really upset. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, my dad, he'll be 70 this year and he suffers from onset dementia. And so sometimes he's triggered in ways that I can't always gauge. And I try to calm him down a little bit. And he's explaining to me how he went into the store and he had to freaking walk right out because There wasn't even shopping carts for him to be able to go in and not only to get the things that he thought he was going to stockpile, but he's very methodical. He gets the same groceries every single time that he goes to the store and he he realized that they were out of the commodities, like the things that he's so accustomed to getting on a regular basis. And I could tell by the way that he was talking to me that he had it out with the staff at the grocery store talking about how insufficiently they're running business. And coming from the mouth of a businessman, me also owning my own business, I I certainly agree with him. And there are some changes that I'm seeing. There are hours to grocery stores that are now being impacted. I know that Walmart has shrunk their hours so that they can allow for more time for stocking and for staff to hopefully be cleaning and disinfecting and things like that. But this isn't something that just came up suddenly. And I think that perhaps people aren't taking it seriously enough. Not that it's the virus that we need to take seriously, but in my opinion, we need to take serious the accounts that the the media are portraying like minute after minute, you turn on anything and that's all that you see. And that's creating so much chaos right now. And it's creating just really terrible hype. Um, There was a story that we listened to, Clint and I, and an old couple sat in a parking lot of a grocery store for 45 minutes, fearful to go inside, fearful of their own health, not wanting to be exposed. And 
they were just people watching until they found a younger girl who they thought, number one, looked well enough, mm-hmm. and number two, who looked trustful enough. And with tears in their eyes, they explained their predicament as they're sitting inside of their car. Their window rolled halfway down. She uh, she handed a grocery list and a $100 bill to this woman and said, please go in and buy me these things that I need. I'm too scared to go inside. And that, that really did something to me. When it comes to geriatric patients, that's really where my, my heart is the softest. And when we consider the detrimental impact of people like that and what the media is doing to change the lives of these people. Um, that doesn't even take into account the the long-term psychological, emotional effects, like being stuck in your house when um, you don't have to at this point, and yet many people believe that they need to. And I'm, I'm just curious, Clint, what are your thoughts? You know, as you're speaking on this, I can... You're recounting the story, of, especially of your dad going into the store. I can picture him going to the manager, the people who work there, and just telling them his mind. Cause that's, like, you motherfuckers? Because I'm certain that's exactly what he did. Yeah, exactly. And I see that more and more often, and not just with your dad, but just with anyone in general, there's such a impatience towards any instance. Well, I'll have to disagree with you there because considering what's happening right now in the media, I don't consider it to be an impatience. I, I believe that as a society, we are creating these impediments. We are the ones that are doing this to ourselves. We are creating the disorder and the dis- the, the misconduct, which is what's happening. And that was where I was kind of getting to with it. It was that impatience is there, but with everybody from the elderly to anybody to the youth, they're going to these stores, stockpiling all this stuff. I mean, in our county alone, we don't even have any reported cases of the virus, but people are still doing it. I I still haven't gotten a clear answer from anybody why they're why they're stockpiling toilet paper like doesn't make sense to me like i i can kind of understand the concept behind it but nobody really has a clear answer as to why they're doing it well it, it's one of those things where <laughs> we're up in the studio right now and there's this huge gust of wind we're we're not accustomed to the weather that southern california has been having lately that's for sure but i know that for me personally I am fearful of what's happening economically. And my biggest fear is that this continues to the effect of big supermarkets or transportation starts to come to a halt. And I don't think that's the same rationale that other people have when they are stockpiling things like toilet paper. I mean, you, you get if, if you get the virus, then, OK, well, Chances are you're probably not going to die. Facts. Chances are if you get it, you will probably recover fairly quickly. Facts. And also, if you do get it, then that means that you're contending with symptoms such as cough, runny nose, sore throat, and fever. Who the fuck needs toilet paper because they have those Mm. symptoms? I don't know. 
maybe it's just because the 14-day quarantine that they're imposing on them. But, and, and that's even kind of like, how much toilet paper do you honestly go through in a day? That, I mean, I, I understand a lot of people aren't like us who, I shouldn't say us, because my wife here loves to stockpile toilet paper, paper towels. It's the cool thing, actually. <laughs> like, we haven't had to go out and, and splurge on anything because that's just... <laughs> How we run our household anyways. She's, you should see the amount of laundry detergent we have. True story. <laughs> but that's just how we are and living where we live. So we don't have to go out on a regular basis or once a week to go grocery shopping or buy that. And, and I can understand for a bigger family how it could be more impactful with having a short supply of it. But... I, also on the news yesterday, I see people waiting in line in front of Costco at three o'clock in the morning just to go in to get one case of water, two cases of water and some toilet paper. And they couldn't even answer to why they were there. And I, I don't understand where the fear came from with the bottled water. There, there is no contamination in our water sources. And um yeah, if you feel like you do need some water, feel free. We we live on a well, thank goodness, and we have some of the best quality water that you can have. But I, I just feel so bad, especially for the people that don't quite understand exactly what's happening. And I feel like, once again, the media is not doing due justice when it comes to reporting the facts, and they're creating such such chaos. And I don't want to discredit this because it is very real and it's very real even more so for some people. But I also think that there should have been protocols that were put in place before the media was allowed to take this out of control. And I think the biggest worry that I have is, especially being a police officer and is getting exposed to the virus and it's not the virus in itself like Ashley said that doesn't scare me at all but I'm not within that targeted age group of where it could be a large health hazard even like the flu Ashley said but it's that aftermath fact it's okay I was exposed to it now you have to get tested for it and then you have to wait for the results to see if you come back positive if you do then you're going to be quarantined. Now there's checks and balances set in place by our government to make sure that financially we'll be taken care of for up to two weeks, which is that quarantine time. So the cities or the municipalities or counties that you work for aren't directly affected by it. But now you are limited to going out. Your house, you're on house arrest for that time. And it it's challenging. You see more and more officers just get infected with it. What's going to be the end result if everyone's quarantined? That's where they're going to have to implement some type of martial law. And I don't even know. I need to research this, but I don't even know the last state martial law was actually declared for our country, if ever, as a whole. Because that's what it would end up doing because... We can't just say, well, we want to stay home because we don't want to expose ourselves to the quarantine or to the virus. We have to go out every day. We chose this career because we want to help and that's what we want to do. Same goes with firefighters and any 
first responder in general, it's something that we are going to be exposed to in a broader basis than anyone else because we don't really have a choice in the matter until it gets to the point to where we can't be out anymore. Yeah, I mean, those are some scary realizations to ponder, right? And we can continue to ponder all of the what-ifs, and there are certainly a great deal of them. But the bottom line for me, and as you listen to this, there are no precautions that are any different than they always have been. I think that this is a great reminder for us to make sure that we are taking those preventative measures and taking care of ourselves, and we take that for granted. Um, Things like not eating out at fast food. What happens? You stroll through the drive-thru, they give you a hamburger, you open that shit up and you eat it barehanded, right? You're not going to go washing your hands before you do that. So that, that's just a simple tip. Even washing our steering wheels, disinfecting our cell phones, like the normal wash your fucking hands. Like it's not that complicated. And with everybody going out and taking these supplies that they don't necessarily need an abundance of, there are home remedies. Um, I was able to speak to an epidemiologist and he made recommendation that 70% alcohol kills this virus. So that means that you fill up a empty 409 bottle and you dilute it 70 30 percent water bam there's your disinfectant it doesn't have to be that complicated and i think that by going out to these markets and by exposing ourselves even more all that we're doing is we're we're further spreading this virus and um yeah there are a lot of measures that you can just take as an individual and then of course within your family to make sure that you just keep yourself safe and happy and that you're doing it not just for yourself, but love thy neighbor, like doing it for your community too. It's super important. And I'm, I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on this. So if this has resonated with you or, or even if it hasn't, maybe you disagree completely with what we have to share, send us a message. Hit us up on Facebook. And if you're not already, go ahead and join our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group. And we will talk to you next time. 